0: Welcome to Read by Example, where teachers are leaders and leaders know literacy. And today, I am speaking with Dr. Jackie Witter-Easley. She is a professor of education at Carthage College in Wisconsin, and she's the dean of the Division of Professional Studies. She is also the author of Literacy Moments, Creating Daily Teachable Moments with Beginning Readers. And I had the pleasure of reading this, was um, happy to review it and and offer my recommendation. I think this is just a terrific resource for um, primary teachers and really anyone just as a a teacher of literacy. Welcome, Jackie.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me.
0: We'll just get right into the book. What is a literacy moment?
1: (laughs) I get asked that a lot. Um, So the subheading kind of gives it away a little bit. It says creating daily teachable moments with beginning readers, right? So it's sort of that time outside of the lesson plan that we have available to us as classroom teachers. If you will indulge me, I could read the opening vignette from my introduction, which really kind of spells it out well. Please. Wow, you're lucky. Your first graders love to read. This comment came to me from the school librarian one morning after my students finished checking out books during their weekly library visit. The children had enthusiastically shared with the librarian their excitement about finding a book by either a favorite author or a favorite subject or any number of reasons. Library time was a favorite among them, and this love of reading increased as the school year progressed. Many years later in my role as a teacher educator and professor of reading methods courses, I reflected on this statement with satisfaction. Each semester, I promote to my elementary education majors the importance of facilitating their future students' love of reading. I have come to realize in my reflective thinking about this comment, however, that the librarians' use of the word luck is significant. To me, luck is not happenstance. Rather, it is the resulting effect caused when preparation and opportunity meet. So, When the opportunity to check out library books arose for my students, how had I prepared them to seize this moment with enthusiasm and success? My answer, I prepared them every day by creating opportunities through daily activities in which I engage my beginning readers in real world reading and writing occasions, weaving the necessary skills into the fabric of their encounters with authentic text. In other words, I created a classroom rich with literacy moments. So it's, it's thinking about how uh, blessed we are as early elementary teachers, and by that, as you said, primary, kindergarten through second, third grade, and some days you may not feel this is such a blessing, but we are basically blessed that we are with our students all day And by that, that's a blessing because, well, we get to know them as real people. Uh, They aren't just entering our class for a given subject and then leaving and the next group comes in. We are with them all day and the ebbs and flows of any given day afford us the opportunity to engage them with literacy moments that we wouldn't have opportunity to if we were only with them for the subject of teaching reading. And so it's these types of moments outside of our lesson plans, outside of our curriculum that we're required to teach, that we want to provide for our students and be intentional about creating opportunities for those to happen throughout any given day. Does that kind of explain what that is?
0: Very well. Yeah, I wrote down when preparation and opportunity meet, and it um, resonated with me uh, with regard to a literacy moment
1: yeah Um, absolutely right so we're preparing by creating you know an environment conducive to this and and surrounding ourselves with authentic texts and so that when that opportunity arises we're ready to capitalize on it and and seize that moment
0: it feels very student responsive student-centered
1: yes absolutely Uh, a little bit of both right so Sometimes we just think, oh, I can capitalize on this moment that's presented to me, like, uh, I don't know if this ever happens to you or or other teachers listening, but I can remember quite often having all my students lined up at the door for an assembly or sitting in their seats because a guest speaker was ready to arrive, only to be told they need five or ten more minutes. Mm-hmm. And so what do we just leave them in line where they could just chitter and chatter and, and maybe even get into arguments and, and have things not go well? Or do we say, all right, everyone, turn around and turn and face this word wall, and we're going to play an I spy game. I spy, you know, a word with that blend we've been talking about that sounds like bull. And then they could raise their hand and say black or blue or whatever the words are on the word wall. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just having this mindset of how these opportunities can arise, um, totally unplanned, and having an environment conducive to capitalizing on mm-hmm. so
0: it. So you're really describing, too, why you were compelled to write this, because you you see at this age level that the teachers are very lucky to have their kids all day. And I, I was a former third, fourth, fifth grade teacher, and, and I had the same setup, and uh, really enjoyed it, and you and you speak to, I think, some of the conditions now, uh, such, such as word walls, and being real, just really mindful about where you're at, and what are opportunities that are presenting themselves, uh, thinking about resources, and, and just thinking on your feet, uh, what are some other conditions that are necessary for these literacy moments?
1: Well, it's interesting because I, the book itself is pretty much divided into three sections. It's nine chapters, so three chapters per section. And the first section is focused on that, on how do we establish a literacy moments learning environment. And I start out by having us examine ourselves as readers. You know, we want to make sure that uh, we are cultivating our own reading habits so that we're walking the talk if we're not doing that it's kind of rings hollow when we tell kids oh you should read or choose a book or reading's fun reading's important if we ourselves aren't really engaged consistently so the first chapter has us sort of examine our own reading habits and offers ideas if we find ourselves lacking in that area of ways we can fit it into our very busy lives as teachers and uh, getting us thinking about that. What really compelled me to think of this was in the early 2000s, Applegate and Applegate uh, published a study with their pre-service teachers about their literacy habits. And they named um, those that were lacking in it the Peter Principle. And it's named for Peter the Apostle from a chapter in the Bible where uh, a blind man is asking Peter for help and to be cured, and he says, I can't give you what I don't have and how that now is connected to ourselves as readers. If we're not readers ourselves, can we really give our students a love of reading if we don't have that ourselves? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I started there with that chapter. So once we kind of think of ourselves and start being intentional about cultivating our own reading habits, um, then I have us look next to the physical and affective environment in our own classroom. And how to set up an environment that is conducive to preparing ourselves for those opportunities where we have literacy moments. So what do we put in our environment? Is it print-rich? And how do we get our students engaged in that print-rich environment? So that, um, you know, I I don't know if if you see this at all with the teachers you work with or if you remember doing this as a teacher. And um, I know I did for a while where I want my classroom all ready to go on the first day all colorful posters and charts and and activities and the learning center set up and the desks with all their name tags on them and then i started to realize they needed to be a part of that that's a literacy moment mm-hmm. labeling items in the room having them giving them a tour of the classroom the first day of class and saying now here's where we have i think i talked about in the book the writing center and you could tell because it has papers and and a, cup for pencils and resource books. So we're going to label this writing table and then you sound it out as you spell it and read it together as a class and tape that on. Now they know that it says writing table. They aren't just going there because it has the props necessary, but they actually have now been a part of that naming. And so the same is true for word walls. So, you know a lot of us would have an alphabetized list of sight words taped along you know the top part of our walls around the classroom and and it becomes wallpaper to the students because they had not uh, a significant role in putting those words there. And so if we create our word walls as we encounter different words we're learning or vocabulary we're learning and uh, phonics rules that we're applying, then they're a part of that. And so it's creating it, thinking about how this space is, should be co-created and that in itself is a literacy moment. And then also now you have those elements in your room that you can now use as moments arise.
0: Yeah. We, we focused on classroom libraries and really shifting from having it already and
1: yes. available
0: for kids to check out to let's co-create this together, at least part of it, you know, and, And and truly own it and I think that's what you're referring to.
1: In fact in that same section I have a chapter dedicated to developing a culturally responsive classroom library as part of your environment and then not it's not only enough to have those books on the shelf but actually having our students interact with those books and us interacting with them throughout the day whether it's to select a read aloud but also creating creative book displays that get the students into the books and looking at the books so that they these books are being used and they're not gathering dust on the shelf those are all important elements that we need to set up this and make the the conditions ripe for creating these moments
0: yeah and you really touch on the other question when you talk about allowing the kids to to be a part of the development and creation co-creating these uh, conditions of for learning and literacy and What else do we have to do to make space for these moments? You know, what specifically might we have to let go of? We talked about, you know, feeling like we have to have everything ready on day one. Anything else that teachers just have to shed almost?
1: Uh, Maybe the insecurity of, of maybe not having to rely too much on the curriculum and knowing they know the curriculum well enough that they can... Uh, Create these moments that are using authentic texts, language of the students, poems, uh, jump rope rhymes, chants from students' own cultures that they can share and then dictate to you and you write on chart paper and then look for word patterns that you're learning about and not needing to rely on worksheets or the the textbook all the time Mm -hmm. to really uh, give them the same interaction with the material they need to know but in a more authentic way. And so just trusting ourselves that we can do that and that we know what they need and when they need it. And we can be creative with the curriculum we're given and still meet those learning standards.
0: And that dovetails nicely with your first recommendation of teachers building a reading life. I mean, they're going to have to mm-hmm. read some of these resources like what you have and uh, here and, and and the other books that we've highlighted on the newsletter Uh, taking the time to invest in ourselves.
1: Absolutely. It's just self-care. It's so important. We get more out of it if we're reading books that are resources for our classroom. We start feeling more empowered and understanding of what needs to happen. And we know our kids, we know our students. And so this is a nice way to match up what we already know intuitively just from our experiences, what we know pedagogically, and now what's out there in current research and the resources available that we can merge those together.
0: Mm-hmm. And I I just see literacy moments becoming even more of a priority now that we're, our current reality is, uh, we don't know what school is going to look like in the fall, hopefully a blend at least, and we get to see each other at least part of the time. But how do you see our current reality supporting some of the literacy moments and practices that, that you describe in the book?
1: Well, I think... Given the current situation, if we're going to assume that we're going to be online for some or all or some of the time in the fall. It's important, I think, as teachers to I don't know if the schools would allow them to do their remote instruction their virtual lessons from their classroom, where they can sort of have this learning environment around them that they're creating with the students, but some way if it's at their home of creating that sort of uh, space around them that they can then show them or bring out for them to see so that they're creating that environment or having them dictate stories. And even if the teacher is typing it up on the screen as they're dictating and highlighting different word patterns
0: Mm -hmm.
1: on the screen, and then You know, the next day showing them a printout of it and and that you're going to post it here on this corner of of the view that they see. I think that's important. You could do calendars that way, too, with just post-its behind you Mm -hmm. in the form of a calendar and um, different activities that you would normally do in the class. But, But they'll be at home and that's going to be their literacy environment. Right. And so... The other part would be to encourage parents to make, wherever they, their child is engaging in the lesson, their special learning station, mm-hmm. where they have a spiral notebook for different writing activities and their own um, space, right, where they can create their own literacy moment space. The teacher could think about ending each day with a literacy at home challenge the students and nothing where they need to run out and buy supplies but right you know they could have a following a theme for each day of the week so on monday it's uh, monday scavenger hunts so go around your house and make a list and bring it back tomorrow when we meet up as a group again i want to hear about something from your list where you found um, everything in your bedroom that starts with the letter t or something like that so that they're using their home environments. They could do scavenger hunts based on different skills they're learning. You could have cook up a craft day where you give them a recipe of things they need to make a craft, which is a really basic kind of thing. You need construction paper, scissors and crayons and follow these steps to make this picture or, or this collage. And so they're reading the recipe to make the project and then they can all take a photo and you can have a gallery of those the crafts they made that for that week you know um, so you could have them with their parents walk around the kitchen with index cards and write dictate to the parents or have the parents help them spell out labels of items in the kitchen like they would in their own classroom Um, and another thing that might be fun are daily top 10 list one day of the week that they would then list and put on the fridge so your top 10 favorite desserts your top 10 uh, favorite animals right Mm -hmm. Um, top 10 things you want to do during the break coming up or on the weekend and so these are all ways and they're writing on that for that list so it's ways to still maintain the authenticity but shifting the environment to home without putting a huge burden on the parents to have to get all sorts of supplies or to do all these other things. It's something that they could find at home and just looking differently at their home environment as a literacy opportunity.
0: That's an important point is uh, being cognizant of the parent situations too. And, and they're all going to be a little different. And I I like these ideas of the environmental print awareness, not just that, school but at home and it's something that probably hasn't happened uh, frequently until now and but you're also honoring their cultures too and their and their kind of funds of knowledge when you're asking them to bring in their own lives into into the curriculum
1: absolutely and that's the key right that we want all of our all of our students cultures to be represented and other cultures that aren't in the class represented as well through Mm -hmm. the books through the activities all of it Uh, the other thing that could be kind of fun is if they all are living near the school that they would have otherwise attended you know maybe the school or each grade level can organize drive up days where they get a book bag with some activities in it to pick up different things like that so Mm -hmm. there's ways to try to sort of maintain that contact but also have little literacy activities connected to a book that they would then be able to take home because that's the other issue is access to books for our students. And it's important to make parents aware of many libraries are now offering curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. So they could be aware of that and call and give them information about the local libraries and how to contact them. And, and here's, you know, different authors we're going to talk about or different picture books that would be good to read this month that you could get at your local library Mm -hmm. Um, So parents aren't feeling like they have to buy every book now that they can have access that way. Or I don't know, maybe schools will start having a day for certain grade levels to be able to do the same thing with their own school library to call in and then come and pick up their books in a bag or something.
0: Yeah. I I say that mean very doable. And I do want to point out in your book in the back appendix, you have a nice list of uh, one week, every week there's a culturally diverse author or title with a short summary of genres and just has a nice list there that any teacher can get started with so that it's not just, you know, February is Black History Month, but it's mm, it's, know, all it's all the time. Literacy Moments is a not a long text, and I kind of appreciate that, but there's a lot to it. I think a lot of teachers would be fortunate to have it on their desk in their own, Uh, environments, wherever that may be, and just starting to think about what's possible uh, for the coming school year. So thank you, Dr. Jackie Witter-Easley, for joining us today. Her book is Literacy Moments, Creating Daily Teachable Moments with Beginning Readers. You are encouraged to check it out.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. It's been fun to talk about this and think about it from a different lens now, where we're looking at how we make this work in a new environment that we're in so it's been fun to think about it that way
0: yeah, your contribution is appreciated thank you
1: thank you have a good day